Welcome to the System to Success show. On this show, we'll cover the best growth advice from top CEOs in North America and beyond. On each episode, your host, Jay Crutchfield, he's a former software engineer turned entrepreneur, created and maintained online marketing, online sales, and fulfillment systems for global brands. He offers non-traditional wisdom about business systems mastery, while his guests share the story of how they built their companies. Jay and his guests talk entrepreneurship, digital marketing, strategy, and business principles. But they also talk about what it means to be human with all the ups and downs, advances, and setbacks. And what he does is he takes his information and strategies that has helped catapult global brands and brings that to the small business owner to give them the advantage. Make sure to subscribe and follow for more of these business system mastery. Now today we have a very special guest on the stage and in the house today. We have Stephanie Rollins. She is founder and creator of Chatbots Decoded. Now she has a passion, guys. She has a passion for teaching small business owners how to reach more customers, guess what? Faster and more convenient and, and definitely in a way that converts. So without any further ado, let's welcome to the stage Stephanie. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, Jay. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Ah, yes, yes. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. So, so could you share just a little bit more about your background so the audience gets to know you a little bit better? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I would like to say that uh, my uh, passion for digital marketing started just a few years ago. Um, so, I did have a cosmetics business in 2015. And I knew absolutely nothing about marketing, so that business didn't go very far. Um, I ran into a couple of uh, struggles that um, were a little, uh, some challenges that were pretty hard to overcome. So that business ended up going out of business. Um, but a few years after that, I started learning about internet marketing, social media marketing, and things like that. Um, I fell in love with Pinterest, uh, became an expert in Pinterest. Um, and started helping people with their Pinterest accounts. And then once I got a job in marketing, I was uh, tasked with taking on uh, learning how to do chatbots and things like that, which I had absolutely no idea how to do it. I didn't know what it was. Um, but once I started delving into it, I really fell in love with it. And two years later, almost three years later, here I am, uh, still in love with chatbots. Um, definitely one of my favorite parts of internet marketing because it really brings back that relationship as relationship building aspect um, that I feel like a lot of people just don't necessarily have a good handle on in their businesses. Um, and so I've fallen in love with it. I love teaching and speaking about it. And I love uh, opening up people's eyes to the possibilities um, of things that they can do with chatbots. So here I am today <laughs> on the summit about to teach more amazing people about this strategy. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah, so we're definitely excited to have you on here. And, and thank you also, too, for, for sharing just, uh, just part of your journey on that side with your cosmetics business. Now, I know all the, the speakers that are listening, and uh, I'm sure they can share and give a testimony for sure of how something didn't work out for them as well, too. So, yeah, yeah. definitely part of the journey. Lots of mistakes <laughs> on our side. Oh, yes. Yeah, I learned a lot. And it's so funny because I remember, like, 
um, going to a vendor show and somebody asked me, this was like the most money I had ever made at a vendor show too on this particular day. And um, somebody asked me, she was like, well, can I give you my, e I didn't have like an email sign up or anything. She was like, can I give you my email so I can get like discounts and stuff? And I was like, email? And I was like, wait, I had told my husband like, wait, I could have been collecting emails this whole time. I literally knew nothing. I didn't know anything at all. But once I started learning and learning about the possibilities and the things that you should do in order to kind of build those relationships with your customers, I mean, it's just been, I mean, it's been great ever since then, but <laughs> I wish I would have known that back when I had my first business. Right, right. Makes total sense. Yeah, it's, it's funny how, you know, transitioning, like we've, we've uh, you know, bought a lot of things online, but being in that driver's seat is definitely different. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And you, sometimes you have to be out of it to really kind of see what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that was, for me, like, I don't know, just such a huge change because thinking of where I was then versus where I am now, it's just totally night and day. So. Wow. 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 So I heard in there that you have a passion for chatbots. So that's, that seems pretty interesting. So like, where did this passion come from, Stephanie? You know what? Um, I don't even know if I can pinpoint an exact time. Um, I just know that when I started learning about the chatbots and learning about what they could do, it just seemed like a much more intimate way of marketing to people, right? If you do it right. So I um, used to work with a friend um, when I had my cosmetics. They actually used to sell um, extensions, hair extensions. Mm -hmm. And we would uh, always go out to pass out flyers to people for his products. Um, I never passed them out for mine. My, the idea was for me to be in the store and for us to get traffic to the store. And when they're in the store, then I would sell my products. So we would always go out and pass out flyers. And that always made me super uncomfortable, um, mainly because like, I don't like when people come up to me and pass out flyers. I respect the hustle, but I feel uncomfortable. And so I never liked doing that. And I remember telling him like, I don't think this is the way to go. This is not building like a relationship with people. And so I, I just don't think this is it. And, you know, he didn't really listen to me. I mean, you're going to do what you want to do, you know, in your business. Um, but I wasn't comfortable with it. And at the time, I was actually getting my MBA um, and I was um, getting a, a certificate in marketing. And that's the number one thing that we were learning about was relationship building. And so the reason why I like chatbots so much is because I always had a feeling or this weird feeling around like not building relationships. And now I've run into this tool that does help you build better relationships. Probably if you use it right, probably better than a lot of other tools um, that are being used. So that to me is really important. Um, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna buy from somebody who doesn't respect me as a customer and who doesn't respect our relationship. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've been a customer in different places, big, big businesses, um, where you have a long-standing relationship with them, but they still, for whatever reason, and when I say that, I mean transactional relationship, um, but for whatever reason, they still find some way to not fully respect you as a customer, and it's frustrating, um, and so, it, despite the relationship. So, for me, it's always been about relationship building, getting to know your customers, um, building that bond with them so that they don't go anywhere else, and you can do that fairly easily with chatbots. So that's, that's why I love them so much, to put it simply. 
Awesome. And you know what, Stephanie, I was like, well, I'm sure there's people in the audience that may be thinking about this question. It's like, okay, could you explain to the audience, like, what is a chatbot specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, to put it simply, it's just a piece of software that simulates a conversation with a human. Right. So when we have these chatbots, there's different uh, there's different types of chatbots. Right. Most of them require coding. They require a developer. Um, the software that I use is called MiniChat, and it's so easy for uh, for people to build a chatbot with no coding or anything like that. Um, but really, it's a tool. It's a tool that you use to have a conversation with your your ideal client or your end user. Um, you can gather information from it. You can um, automate your customer support with it. Um, you can sell with it, which is great. You can move people through your funnel. There's so many different things that you can do. I would just think of it um, almost as a, like think about like a Siri or Alexa, right? Um, how they have a conversation with you. The only thing about those is like, they don't, they don't remember your conversations. And with a chatbot, you can actually store certain pieces of information into um, your database so that you have um, that information to refer back to at a later time. So when I say that, like, um, and I'll talk about this later, but um, for example, if you ask somebody like, what's your favorite color? And they say blue, you can save that response to a custom field. And like, let's say you have an e-commerce store, right? And then you could follow up with them later and say, hey, Stephanie, here are a ton of, you know, great products that are in the color blue and we want to share them with you. You know what I'm saying? That way it's like, again, building the relationship. Um, you're, the chatbot is remembering the conversation and they're able to push out information based on your responses. But then again, it's all about how you set it up, right? So it does require some time to kind of learn about user intents and learn about, you know, how are they speaking to the chatbot? What types of things are they saying and what types of answers are they expecting? Um, because that's how you actually build out your chatbot to be more intelligent. And, um, and, and you build it out so that they can, it, it, it can actually anticipate various answers from your end users. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and so I, I was, uh, as I was listening on, on that side, I heard a, a terminology uh, that uh, the the audience may want to like hear. Like, what does that mean? So I heard you use the the term like user intent. So you can you explain that a little bit for the audience also. Yes, exactly. Um, user intent is basically when you are trying to figure out what the user wants or what is their intention for reaching out to the chatbot, right? So when I talk about user intents, I talk about it because people use, uh, people say things differently, right? So not only, let's just take the US for example, we're not even gonna go as deep as, you know, globally, but people in different regions speak in different ways. So for example, um, people, I, I don't even know what regions these apply to. I think people up North, when they're talking about like a soda, they say pop. And then people in another region just say soda and, and you know, soda pop it's like all these different ways that you can say soda right i just say soda um but if you have let's say you have a um a, a soda shop right just throwing that out there um you need to know like first of all who's in what region which the bot can tell you that but also if they write into your chat bot and say something like um what types of cherry pop do you have 
right? You want your chatbot to be able to pull that up, right? Because you already know that's how your user talks. And sometimes you don't know how they talk until they start getting into your chatbot. Um, but you want your chatbot to go ahead and anticipate that need so that you can serve them. And what I would suggest is that if you are building out a chatbot, it's okay not to have your, your, a, a full, you know, scope on what your user intents look like because you have to see how people are talking. But what you do need to do is monitor how people are talking and build your chatbot according to that. So if somebody comes in and they say, and, and, and let's take marketing, for example, somebody may write into your bot and say, you know, how much does this project cost? And then somebody else would say, you know, what's the price of this service? You know, so it's the same thing, but they're saying it differently. So you have to know what the intents are. Why are they there? How are they asking you questions? And you have to kind of build your bot so that it's intelligent and that it can actually answer those questions. And if you can't build your bot that way, that's totally fine. Live support is definitely great as well. You know, a lot of times people would rather talk to a human anyway um, versus like going through hoops and trying to, you know, get their answer uh, or their questions answered. So um, live chat is also great and you can do that with the chat bot as well. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah, so I, I was uh, uh, recently, I was on a, a website and uh, it, had a, it had a chat bot for, for help. And so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll keep the name of the company undisclosed. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking on the, the jumping through hoops, they made me jump through a lot of hoops to get a yes. simple uh, question answered and so i think you, you you touched on some great things like as far as like understanding your audience and data collection and so uh can you can you talk a little bit more on, on that subject on like things that these so for instance for like speakers that have uh courses they have their coaching programs could you start to talk a little bit more about like what's some things that they should be collecting to uh, make their chatbot quote unquote more intelligent yeah, so um, the number one thing is using the uh, user input feature in ManyChat. So every chatbot software really should have something to where the user can type in some sort of answer and you collect that answer. Um, what this allows you to do is ask certain questions and get your answers in real time. So um, you may want somebody to, like let's say somebody's just finished your course and you wanna send them to the chatbot to give their input, right? Or to give a testimonial or what have you. Um, this is where you can send them, like you can give them a link that goes directly to on the back end what would look like a user input field and you're asking them a question, you know, go ahead and leave your testimonial below or let us know what we can work on and you can collect that information there. So that, is qualitative data right uh, where people are answering in questions and they are they're answering questions and they're giving you feedback and you're looking at their language um so that obviously you know takes a little bit more time to kind of analyze and um, kind of flesh through versus quantitative data right and when we're looking at quantitative data the biggest thing is to okay actually before i go into that let me just say this the one of the biggest things about chatbots one of the greatest things about chatbots is you can have super, super, super high open rates. Like you cannot have like a 99% open rate in email unless like you have two people on your list. Well, even then you can't even have a 99%, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So unless both of them open, you know, but, but 
They've got super, super, super high delivery and open rates, which is great. Um, uh, fairly high click-through rates, depending on your, your copy and whatnot. But what you, and, and people will put, sell you on that, right? That's wonderful. I'm not denying that. But what you need to be looking at is, are they actually getting through your flows? Because if you have a sequence where you're sending people through this sequence and they're not actually getting to the end, they're not fully engaged. So we need to kind of look at that and see, okay, where do we need to kind of edit this flow so we can get more engagement? What do we need to do? So normally when I do a flow, um, I, I like to just kind of follow up with people. People get busy, they drop off, they go and answer the doorbell because their pizza got here and you know, all of that stuff. So what I like to do is I like to send a message. I like to use follow-up messages and tags. So for example, if somebody, if I need somebody to click on a button to give me, uh, or to go to the next step or to get something, I use a tag and it will say clicked, you know, got ebook or, you know, booked a call, whatever your call to action is, right? I want to know whether or not they've clicked. Many chat will tell you who's clicked and who hasn't, but I want to know who hasn't so that I can follow up with them and get them to click on that button again. So if you use that, um, using tags and um, uh, follow-up messages, that's, that's great. Um, and that can improve your data, right? You don't want to just look at your data and say, oh no, they didn't make it to the end of the flow. Well, what did you do to get them there? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to nudge people along these days. And the reason why is because, I mean, there are a lot of people out there that sell snake oil. You know, they're not truly in it to make an impact. Um, they're not truly in it to get, help their students get results, right? They're in it to make money. So if you follow up, I think this shows a few things. Um, it shows that you're actually interested in getting the person to the end of the journey. Um, and it also shows that your marketing's intact, right? If you just let them fall off and then, I mean, everybody knows the fortune's in the follow-up, right? And it's easy to forget it while you're in it and while you're implementing the strategy. Um, but it's so important to do. It's so important to do. So anyway, back to the quantitative data uh, part. So looking at your opens, looking at your clicks, um, you still want to look at those because, I mean, if there was a deliverability issue, then you want to send out your message again as soon as possible, right? Um, so that's very important. Looking to see where people are dropping off in your journey, making sure that you're following up so that they're actually doing what you need them to do. Um, and... I think that's it. I think that's it. I feel like I'm thinking of one more thing. Uh, but I think that's it. Yeah, we just need to make sure that they're getting to the end of the flow or getting to the end of whatever you need to do. Oh, actually, that's what I was going to say. If you have um, like a slightly longer flow um, that you're wanting people to participate in, you may want to consider just kind of breaking it up a bit um, simply because if people start dropping off and you're following up and they're still not taking that action, then you may need to kind of shorten, uh, shorten it up. And then another thing that you really could also do is you could um, let people know what you're going to be asking them for before you start asking. So for example, um, when I share my demo bot with you guys, you guys will see like, hey, this demo should really take no more than 10 minutes. Really, it's shorter than that, but I, I just say 10 minutes um, so that they know, okay, 10 minutes is the expectation. It shouldn't go over that, right? Um, I've got another client where uh, we're asking them for quite a bit of information and I tell them in the beginning, these are the things we're going to be asking for you. And, and I let them know also, you should be able to 
tap quickly or type quickly your answer, right? And so that's another thing that you can do to kind of get people through your flows is make it as easy as possible for them. So if you want to ask them, um, you know, what their middle name is or what their first name is, excuse me, the bot picks up on that, right? And there's fields to go ahead and personalize um, your responses. So you, you really don't even have to ask them that. You can just ask them to confirm because the bot already knows it, right? They just tap the button and they move on forward, right? So just making sure that you're doing whatever you can to get them to the end of the flow. You're following up and you're looking at the numbers to see where people are dropping off and you're optimizing from there. Okay, okay. So, man, you, you touched you touch on some good info. Man, you, you have me thinking about like 20 questions now. <laughs> and so one of the things I was thinking about is um, just speaking to different speakers, you know, they have, uh, some of them have like a, uh, the email autoresponder set up. And speaking on that follow-up side, um, I hear a lot of them dropping the ball. And at times I look at myself, I'm like, oh, I could be follow-up much better on this too as well. And so it sounds like, you know, we definitely need a, a game plan on the chat bot side. And so like, what, what's some things that um, people should be thinking about as far as like touches for follow-up sequences so that they stay more consistent with follow-up? Yeah, such a great point. And honestly, um, that question is, much needed it's we need we definitely need to have a discussion about this um and this is actually something that many chat is working on they've been pushing us to go omni-channel which is basically communicating with your audiences on various um channels right so many chats uh or the way that they kind of push in um uh, omni-channel is using your chat bot along with your email and along with sms as well um text messaging so, oh man, the possibilities are endless, right? <laughs> when we're talking about this. Um, so let's say in your email, if somebody is not opening up your emails for whatever reason, if they're on your messenger list, then you can send them a message and nudge them or send them your communications via chatbot instead, right? Now, there are a couple of um, param or, um, rules here that we need to follow, right? So. Facebook now has this rule where they're saying, okay, if you, if somebody has not been in contact with your chatbot within the last 24 hours, then you cannot contact them for any reason. The reason why is because we had a ton of, you know how they say marketers ruin everything? So when chatbots came out, every marketer was like, okay, I'm just going to spam my audience with all these messages, right? So now Facebook has cracked down on that. Um, but what it's done is I've, I've actually loved the change, right? Um, I'm not, not getting nearly as many messages as I was before, but also it forces you to be creative and, and think outside the box and see how you can uh, connect with people on other levels. So using a combination of chat, um, your Facebook Messenger chatbot, email, and then also SMS is a great way. So what I is, first of all, when you're using your chatbot, what I love to tell people is because you don't own that list, uh, because Facebook could really shut down Messenger at any time or close down its API to marketers. What you need to do is get people on your chatbot. It's very easy to do and it's cheap. Get people into your chatbot and you need to be immediately asking them for their email and phone number.